even though it's been so many years in school, I'm still kind of expecting like the summer, all my responsibilities gone, but yeah. like, no, I still have to it go to work. It still continues. I still take care of the kids. Hello. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everybody. Today, we are going to talk about the summer. We're already knee deep in summer, right? It's already July 25th today. <laughs> Every summer, I feel like it just passes by way too fast. And then I look at the calendar and I'm like, how did we have the four weeks already? Where yep. did it go? And it, you know, everyone is already bringing out their fall clothing and mm -hmm. shopping for fall clothing. And so by the time it comes, it's already gone. It's like yeah. we look forward so much to it. And then before you know it, it just flies by. Yeah. And by the time this also podcasts, probably in a few weeks, it's going to be closer to the end of summer also. Right. So why don't we jump right in of what is summer mode? Like what is, what does summer feel like for you? Summer for me feels like sun. That's the word that comes to my mind when I think of summer. Yeah. What about for you? What's yeah. the, if you had to put summer in one word? You know, I think when I was younger, like I used to feel like summer was sunny and warm. And for some reason it rains a lot in the <laughs> summer. So it's, and it's dark. And so then I start thinking maybe spring and fall are clear, whereas summer is just not. Mm. Um, because it's like what I imagine summer to be versus what it is. Like there is a lot of like rain and heavy rain and thunder and lightning. And um, so there are those sunny days, sometimes even like brutally hot heat waves like yes, we've had. Currently. Um, so, but I think like, you know, summer mode besides for the weather, because not everybody lives in New York, um, summer mode to me is just like working a bit less, like wanting to just like get out, be more social. There's more things going on. Um, people are just in happier moods. Like there's just like a relaxed atmosphere rather than like the busy, busy, busy of the right. year time. Right. The summer is meant to like relax and enjoy family more. Um, there's longer days. So for me, right. that feels amazing. Like I feel like I get a lot more done rather mm. than when the sun is setting at four o'clock and it feels like it just goes down too quickly. Right. So that that for me is are the memories or the associations that I have with summer. Okay, yeah, that's nice. Interestingly about the rain, like in the summer, because of the sun, I always want to be outside so I don't get anything done. There's like no supper in my house, there's no errors. So the second there's a rainy day, I'm like so excited. And I'm like, you know, you can take off a sunny day also and go do what you need to do. But I'm like waiting for a rainy day. Like mm -hmm. today shows rain. I'm like, perfect. Gonna get all my errands in this afternoon. Yeah. So excited. But it's true because like there's this FOMO yeah. that comes out of if the sun is out, I want to be out. Yes. I don't want to be inside the house. Like because we have such a limited amount of sun, you want to like take advantage of it. And you're right. So therefore, certain responsibilities are going to be either pushed to the side. But as I'm thinking about it, is it pushed to the side or maybe like we just end up doing things quicker like the responsibilities right. that feel so big maybe we find ways to like shorten it in the summer so that way we still get it done without right. well to an extent like you know my daughter needs shoes and we haven't gone to get our <laughs> shoes so I couldn't shorten that I just didn't do that right. <laughs> so there are things I feel that you know it's priority it's what's more important for right. me being outside is more important than going to the grocery but that means mm -hmm. we won't have as much food in the house which is fine Right. You know, but we also might not have as healthy suppers, right. which is okay once in a while, but then can lead to not feeling great. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes the FOMO of missing out, at least for me, and I wonder if other people probably relate to this as well. The FOMO of missing out of the sun leads me to not take care of needs that need to be met, which then ultimately leads me to not feeling great about certain things, mm -hmm. you know? 
Right. On the one hand, like you're trading off one pleasure for Mm -hmm. another pleasure, but then you have to imagine like which pleasure feels better. Like was it better being out in the sun or was it, was it worth it? Because later you're going to have to then deal with the annoyance of maybe going, um, going shopping at a busier time. Right. Or maybe, you know, the opposite of that, you know, of the groceries is, is that you have to then be in the store while it's busy or have less food. Right. So everything is a trade-off to some extent. Honestly, I would still pick the sun, <laughs> but um, but not everybody would. Right, right. Yeah. So I think that sometimes in summer the structure gets, you know, the structure of people's like regular life of like going to the gym, having dinner, going to work might get a little bit um, less structured mm-hmm. because there's it gets other pushed away. it gets pushed away because there are other things that people want to do like sitting in the sun, going on vacation, you know. Right. Um, but I, you know, like for me when I go on vacation. Um, we're, we're settling on certain things, right? Mm-hmm. So if I want to be in a nicer hotel or go to a nicer place and there's not necessarily kosher food, I know that we might be eating, um, you know, packaged goods that don't need refrigeration. And we might settle on that because it's better to be in this hotel right. in the sun rather than going to a place that has a co- kosher, like hot meals because we want to see this new adventurous place. Right. And so, so it's not, I think like sometimes, at least for me in the summer, if I'm not making a certain supper, I'm working harder at it. It's because I value it mm-hmm. more and so therefore, like when I'm eating the other foods, I don't, it, it doesn't feel as bad because I've made a, a decision in right. my mind of it's better to have this experience over the other. And I think like, you know, back to our conversations about mindfulness, like if we're mindful about like, I am making a choice now. Right. So therefore, like it feels okay. Right. Like, you know, let's say when somebody goes camping, you could think like, why would you want to sit in the heat in a tent? Right. Like, you know, in disgusting weather. But sometimes like when you make that mindset of I'm going into something and it's worthwhile to mm-hmm. have an experience or it's worthwhile because I want that choice, that also makes it a bit easier. Right. Um, so that that like comes up for me right but I think that the thing about FOMO is that it's not necessarily something that someone wants to do Mm -hmm. but it's this pressure from other people from what other people are going to say or wanting to join other people that makes you do that versus it actually being a priority to you or a value to you right and that's when people can probably then not feel so good about the choices that they're making right Exactly. And I think like that's a really, really important point of like, is the FOMO within your value system or is the FOMO not? And you're just doing it because you're giving in to either what other people are saying and doing or what it looks like they're doing and feeling. Right. And therefore you're stopping from what you really want to do. Yeah. And I think that FOMO, you know, in itself is a big conversation, but it probably comes up a lot in the summer because in the summer, you know, people end up being more social and people Mm -hmm. are going out in the evenings. And so therefore the opportunity to to miss out on events is happening more in the summer. Yes. You know, the amount of messages and posts that I see every single day about come join this event, come join Mm. that event. Like either it's organizations that are doing fundraisers and they turn it into an exciting activity um, or a concert or um, just get togethers with friends because people don't want to stay in their house. They want to go out. They want to experience things when it's warm. You don't have to put on the coat to go outside and you don't hibernate in your house. So people are more willing. And, um, that FOMO aspect definitely comes out, especially if you have to work. Right. Or if you have to be home for kids. Right. So there's there's that balancing of like, I want to, but I can't. And so you're always, I mean, at least for me, sometimes I feel stuck of there's so much that I want to do. Right. It's like going into an ice cream store and there's 50 flavors <laughs> rather than just two. Right. And I think as adults, we don't have, you know, it's not the summer school ends. You know, everything continues. And I think that's a hard concept. And even though it's been so many years in school, I'm still kind of expecting like the summer, 
all my responsibilities gone. But yeah. like, no, I still have to it go to work. It still continues. I still have to take care of the kids. Nothing and I, changes. I think even for people who like, let's say work on a school schedule, if they're a teacher or if they're a therapist that work in a school setting and they get the summers off and they can go away, they still have their home responsibilities right. that don't end. And right. so maybe they shift a little bit. They become a little bit easier, but they're still ongoing. Like, right. It's not like we really get that pause button right. on life. Yeah. You know, I think another thing that comes up in the summer um, is that on the one hand, some people, they love the sun. They get the vitamin D. Mm -hmm. They love the heat. There's other people who really don't like the sun. Right. It gives them migraines. It makes them uncomfortable. They're sweating. They're they're moodier because of the heat. Um, they can't focus in the heat. Like, their body right. just feels off. Um, and that's something to pay attention to also. Of like, it won't, it won't work for everybody. Right. Some people really like the winter. Right. And it is the cool. They just, that's when they come out of their shell and they feel better then. Um, so, pick up like how some people might be moodier right in the heat and um i think also like you know within that like we should know our summertime triggers mm. so i think that one of the things that happens in the summer a lot also is that a lot of people end up going on vacation so again back to the fomo you know you might see other people's like posts or whatsapp statuses mm -hmm. and seeing that other people are going on vacation yeah i mean yeah. I f the, during the year also is how many people are like going on vacation during, right you know january during time winter. or during the winter exactly and then that's a risk for comparison right it happens so often the comparisons the jealousy of look what they could afford mm -hmm. look what they're doing or that looks so fun or even if you are on vacation and they're on vacation their pictures look better than mine right they must be having a better time like their kids are happier or they look like they got a nicer tan or their food looks better or that looks more adventurous so there is that FOMO, but there's also like that competition of who's right. doing what. And then sometimes like that makes us feel bad about what we're doing. Even if like we didn't have that like visual, like right. we wouldn't necessarily feel bad. But the second that we start seeing it, all of a sudden we start to like feel those elements of, like mine is not so good anymore, right. like in comparison to it. Yeah. And I think that people also have these like expectations of what they're going to get out of a vacation or what they're going to get out of the summer. And sometimes when those expectations are met, you're kind of left with this like not great feeling. So I think it's important to kind of set the expectations of what you're going to get out of vacation, what you're going to get out of the summer. Like what are some of your summer goals? Yeah. You know, and sometimes we don't have the time. We don't have like the energy space to really plan that out. So we kind of just go into summer and then before you know it, it's August and you're like, wait, half the summer's done. I didn't get to do anything. Well, first you need to take a minute and sit down and realistically within your life where you're at right now, what are goals that you can achieve? Mm -hmm. Is it you know, taking a week off of work and going somewhere? Or is it just taking an hour off of work and going to a park? Right. And sometimes taking off an hour gives you that rejuvenation that you need. You don't have to go across the country in order to get it. Like sometimes we think like the farther, the better, right. the more exotic, the better. And not necessarily sometimes like all we need to do is drive two hours and sit at a beach and that'll refresh you for yeah, the day. Most definitely. So I think that something important is to kind of like for yourself, sit down and, and, and take some time to think about like what do, what's important for me this summer mm -hmm. um, and also what will fulfill me. Like right. what will give me that sense of reju reju rejuvenation that I need? Because it might not be possible for me to get a whole vacation in. So then what is something smaller that I can do, which would give me the same feeling, which is right. possible to get. 
And I think, you know, that that makes me think of like, what does relaxing even mean? Right. And this is something like I at least struggle with a lot because I don't like stopping. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like, um, you know, just like putting things on pause right. or, you know, sitting in bed for hours. Like that's not my relaxation. Right. And I think everyone has their own definitions of like what relaxing mm-hmm. means to them. And we have like these associations though, of like relaxing means doing nothing. Right. And I think that that's completely wrong. Like to me, relaxing means, and you know what I've just seen is that doing something else right. out of the ordinary. Right. So it doesn't mean that you're sluggish. Like how many times, like if we're trapped in the house because we lose electricity or, um, you know, if there's a storm, like that could lead to a lot of boredom. Right. And I think like we have to make sure that the relaxing doesn't turn into boredom right. because those are very, very different things. Right. Like, so people have this like connotation in their head of that okay today I'm gonna do nothing because I need to relax and then the nothingness leaves them with this not great feeling you know um for most people some Mm -hmm. people it could be that is what they need so it's important to redefine what relaxing means to you right and what type of relaxation do you need right you know sometimes like when you say I need a relaxation like does that mean that like you need to relax from people right that you've been too social and you need to say like I need some alone time right or does the relax mean that you've been too isolated at work and you need to relax with friends right or sometimes it might be a spiritual relaxation mm-hmm. of you know I need to go and maybe I need a trip to Israel or maybe I need some form of a spiritual right. trip to uplift me and to reconnect me to that or maybe I need to spend a whole day um just reading reading um Torah sources or learning something with a friend, or maybe I need to watch a shear, right? So that would be a very different type of spiritual relaxation, right? Right, a spiritual vacation to get to a certain goal. Like, I think also sometimes for people, like, they just need to change the scenery, right? They're doing their routine, and routine is great, but sometimes you just need a break from that routine of you want to wake up in a different room, right? You want to wake up and see a different tree or see a different store or get breakfast some, somewhere else. Um, you know, there's so many different types of vacations that we need. And oftentimes people will go on vacation and they'll say, oh, I need a vacation from the vacation. Right, right. And I think a lot of that has to do with, well, what did you need from that vacation? Like, did you need to just go away or did you need to maybe not do a lot of activities and it was very activity heavy? Or maybe you needed something more intellectual of right. a vacation and it didn't turn out to be that way. Yeah. So I guess if we were giving like a manual of steps of like how to have the best summer or how to thrive in the summer, it would be step number one. First, know your kind of your goals for the summer. What, what's important to you? What do you want to get out of the summer? And then step number two is to define what enjoyment is for you or mm-hmm. what relaxation is for you. Because you might do something and not understand why you're not rejuvenated from it. You just went away on a vacation for a week, but really what you needed was to be alone at home. Right. You know? And also, you know, with that comes a lot of guilt of why didn't the vacation fulfill me? Right. Like people go and they have this expectation of what it's going to be and then it's not. And then it's like, what did I do wrong? Right. That it didn't turn out into what I needed. Like you just spent tons of money. You planned it. Right. You spent a lot of time. You probably took off time from work. Um, and then when if you come back not feeling rejuvenated, it can feel like that was all a waste. Right. Or why didn't it work out? And a key piece in that is, well, what did you want to get from this? Mm-hmm. Like, what was it supposed to be? Right. And then you could reassess for the next time. Yeah. So it's like doing things with intention, which sometimes I don't know why, especially the summer, we kind of just like maybe because it's something that comes every year. We kind of mm-hmm. take it for granted and we go into it and then maybe left with some feelings of disappointment if we didn't plan for it or mm-hmm. we don't have proper attention from what we want to get from certain things. Right. Exactly. It's like, you know, sometimes when I go on a vacation, like 
I just need to be swimming and a book. Mm-hmm. And that's that's enough of a vacation right. for me. Um, other people might be bored with that. Right. Like it wouldn't be it wouldn't be enough for them. You know, other times I want to go hiking. Right. I want to like go ATVing. I want to. But other times I'm too tired for that. Right. And that might not be the right match. I also think that there's stages of life of when you want certain things. And you might have always wanted the kind of vacation where you do something adventurous. So you think that that's what you're supposed to be doing. But in mm-hmm. this stage in life, you know, you're working much more. You haven't slept in a while. So maybe this time you need something more relaxing. So even though that might go against what you believe of yourself or what you hold of your values, sometimes in certain stages of life, we need something different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and definitely it can change based on who's going on vacation with you. Like this is also like, could you go on a vacation yourself? Oh my gosh, I wish. (laughs) That's like my dream, literally my dream. Yeah. And sometimes we can only do that maybe for like a day, like right. not an overnight, like leave right. at like 9am, come back at like 9pm yeah. just to like drive somewhere to a park and like have some alone time. Mm-hmm. But it's not always a reality. Right. Just to have that free time. Right. But you know, who you're going on vacation also is going to determine mm-hmm. what kind of vacation you have and how, yeah, and how good it's going to be. Right. But not always do we have that choice of who to take with us. Right. So you know, the, the, for me, some of the frustrations come with like work schedules of not my schedule and my husband's schedule. Mm. We don't always have the same time off. Right. And maybe a friend of mine would have that time off. But if he doesn't have that time off, then I have to choose right. you know, either to go myself or to go with a friend, which is not the same. Right. So we can want something also. Right. But what if it doesn't work out? Right. And sometimes it doesn't work out. And we need to readjust, you know, our goals or our plans. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the staycations. Mm. So that became a very big popular thing since COVID. Mm-hmm. Of just like staying home and doing activities at home to make it exciting. Right. So, you know, with that, there's the question of who to take, who to choose to take on vacation. Mm-hmm. But if you do have the choice, because not always do we have the choice of who right. to take with us. But if you do have the choice of like who, who to take on vacation. And I know like some people like they'll think they need like a vacation buddy. Right. Because not everybody gets along on vacation. You might have different styles right, of vacation. Right. Some people are like, let's just sit around and whatever comes, comes. Like, you know, we'll sleep in a bit. We'll right. we'll take it as it goes. We'll drive around. And other people are like, no, we have our, our plans, our itineraries. Like, we're right. from the hour to the hour. What exactly we're eating. Everything is, like, to the last bit. And that could be very stressful for somebody yeah. who doesn't see that as their vacation. Right. Yeah, so I think that when you, you know, because sometimes let's say if you want to go with a family member or you want to go with a spouse, like if you're, you have different styles, it's not like, okay, never mind, I won't go with you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you work with those different styles? Mm-hmm. So sometimes I think, you know, the conversation beforehand preparing so you know what's to come, like, okay, so this, you know, my sister told me that her her sister-in-law and brother-in-law are very v- different styles on vacation. So she likes to do like a lot of, you know, um, intellectual things on vacation and going to museums and exploring and he just likes to chill. So they have a chill day mm-hmm. where he gets to chill and she goes by herself to an, a museum. Yeah. So he stays by the pool or in the hotel room and she goes, you know, to whatever she wants to do that day. So I think like setting kind of the making that conversation beforehand where you can plan that out. Like, OK, so, you know, I really want to do these three things on the vacation. When does that work for you? Should we plan it for the afternoon so you have the morning and in the morning I can take a walk, mm-hmm. you know? So planning that like schedule together to make it that everybody gets the needs that they need on the vacation. Right. And this could be also like 
you know, helpful when working with a bunch of kids that are different interests, mm-hmm. that have different interests and are different ages. Right. So like if you have a four year old, but then you have a 10 year old, right. they're not going to want to do the same right. things. Like, and that can be very challenging if you're going to an amusement park, right? The ride allowances are so different. Right. A four year old is going to have to go to the kids section, exactly. whereas a 10 year old might want to do upside down roller coasters. Um, whereas parents might not want to do that either. So I think another thing that really comes up in the summer is the long shabasam. Yes. Oh my goodness. They are so, so long sometimes. And I kind of feel bad saying that because, you know, Shabbos is something that I love. I love the break. If I didn't have Shabbos, I think I'd probably be working way too much and I wouldn't like, and it just in terms of like It forces you to take off from work and technology. Yeah. It it just, it forces you to have a break that no other time you can really do. Because even if you say, you know, last, last night I went out to eat with, um, with my husband, we rarely go out to eat and, um, I decided before I left that I'm going to leave my phone at home because usually I bring it along. Mm. And then while we're driving, I'm just like, it's just this one text message. It's just this one work response. It's just this one research question. Mm. And before you know it, like, I don't even recognize that he's sitting next to me. Right. And, um, and so I said, you know what, I'm going to do a test and I'm going to leave my phone at home. And it was actually really hard um, because I said, well, what if I need the GPS and what if I need this? Or what if he goes away and I need to call somebody? And Mm. I'm thinking like, I'm going out for two hours. Like the world will not stop without (laughs) me. Um, but, but yeah, so Shabbos is one of those things that it sort of is a forced, a forced break, which is wonderful. And I love Shabbos. Um, I think though that it gets really long sometimes yeah. and especially when it's over 930, 945, depending on what, you know, what the Zmanim are, um, it could be a very long day. So I'm even thinking about the fact that there are people that struggle with Shabbos to begin with. The Shabbos is hard mm-hmm. for them yeah. and then compound that by how long it is. It can be really difficult. Yeah. Like it's hard enough when Shabbos ends at five o'clock for people to, what am I going to do? How am I going to fill the day? Mm -hmm. Like if all the things that I do during the week, I'm not allowed to do now, then I'm just left to sit and be bored or to do nothing. And that could be also hard though. If if people, let's say, don't have families to go to for meals or if they don't like their families, their families are very triggering or hard to be around. Sitting with them until five o'clock is hard enough, but then Mm -hmm. sitting in in open space until 9.30. Yeah is is, is really long difficult. you know and not always can you go outside because sometimes it's too hot right um so you don't want to walk anywhere and so feeling trapped in the house and then you know there comes the munching of right what are you going to do you're going to eat right we just ate but let's eat by the kids right. let's eat by the meal let's eat in the afternoon um you know and it's not we're not sitting and snacking on fruit always right and so you can also start to feel gross in your body mm-hmm. as you're eating things that you wouldn't normally want to be eating but what else are you doing to occupy yourself right so I think for people that struggle in the summer with like the long Shabbatim, like going away can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. If you're like go to a different city, visit a friend, go to relatives, just getting that change of scenery, being with different people could be really helpful. Yeah. I find that, you know, sometimes I need just a book mm-hmm. um, or a good magazine, um, you know, Mishpacha, Ami, Bina. Um, those are those are good for some people, but you know, some people find those triggering. Like I, I know a lot of times people will say, um, I don't want to read these stories because sometimes they're too sad. Right. Um, you know, if it's, it's focusing on something that is hurtful or painful, they might not want to pick up that type of magazine. It feels too close to home. Right. Whereas you might need a book that's completely in a different topic that makes you think about something else. 
Um, so for me, I love reading, mm-hmm. but not always can I sit and read. Sometimes right. there's too much noise around. Sometimes I'm just not focused. I did a lot of reading the whole week and I don't want to read anymore. Um, but Friday afternoon is sometimes a great time to go to the library and right. to just like pick up a stack of books or to go on Amazon and order a book. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of like recommendations online of like, what's the new trending book right. or get something from a friend. But um, besides for books, like I think also like having people around mm-hmm. that you want and that you like and that you appreciate, that could also help yes. break up the day. I think like making play dates, let's say with your kids, and then you can also have the play date with the mom mm-hmm. um, or inviting guests over for a meal. Like sometimes I want to do that, but then I don't actually have time to um, prepare the meal. So I mean, my friends, we do a lot of like split meals. Like you just bring the chala and I'll bring the salad. Like mm-hmm. we, we actually need so much food. So that way the like burden of like having to prepare and the mess is taken away. And like in the summer we'll take a table outside sometimes and just sit outside and eat the meal. So there's no mess, there's no cleanup, there's no food, but we have the company and the kids are playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's also like something that then makes it more exciting along Shabbos. Right. And really, you know, people, people add a lot, you know, yeah. sometimes also with those people, the more people you have, if you want to play a game, um, I'm not huge into games. Like I always wanted to be more into right. it, but sometimes I don't have, um, I don't have the focus or the, the patience to, right. to sit with certain games, like a Monopoly game on Shabbos. Do not invite me <laughs> into that because I'll give you all the money. Like I just, I don't want to sit at a game for, right. for 10 hours, but there's some people who love, love games and, um, and that's fun for them. Yeah. But you know, a game like let's say Bananagrams is a little bit smaller or shorter um you know a game like code names right that's something that can be also fun it's interactive apples to apples those types of games can be very very um exciting the more people you have also like it's not about the game anymore the people right make it, make fun. it fun um doing you know, something yeah and and that's what i noticed is that is that it's 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 not about what you're doing it's oftentimes who you're with right and so, so that's for a these, big part of it for long Shabbosim is who are you having over? Who are you being around? Like, who are you eating at? Who are you inviting over to eat? Um, and, and also like break the day up into, into things mm-hmm. like don't just sit at home, right? Find ways of getting out, whether that means going to shul, go to shul that, you know, takes some time. It's, it's nice. You meet people there, you're davening. Um, but then after shul, you might want to sit around, right? If people are schmoozing or if there's a kiddish after that, you know, you don't have to necessarily go straight home, take a walk. Right. Visit somebody, stop at somebody's house when Shabbos is shorter. Um, you know, after that, like once you have your meal, some people want to go to sleep. I don't, do, are you a, do you sleep Shabbos afternoon? Sometimes. Just like depends what's, you know, what's the, how I'm feeling, if I'm tired or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically. So yeah, people love their Shabbos afternoon nap and other people feel like, you know, if they take their Shabbos afternoon nap and they wake up, they're like left with a gross feeling. Oh my gosh. So I, people yes. don't like it. You don't sleep. <laughs> no. I well, I, I, I get that feeling when right. I wake up that it's like, is it even worth it? And, right. and then you have also like you're up the whole night because right, you slept. Exactly. So. so like some people, you know, there's pros and cons of taking a nap. But I always like to explore with people, like when people are really struggling with Shabbos, like if there's something deeper that's going on. Because mm-hmm. like you're like, oh, it's really important with the people that you're surrounding with. So I'm thinking about the people that might not love their neighborhood that they live in or might not love, you know, their family situation that they're currently in. That might cause a Shabbos day to be even harder. Yes. So it might need a little bit more exploring than, um, you know, the, the easy kind of quick fixes of what to do when Shabbos is a little long, which I would love to take a book and have some friends. Those are great ideas, but there has to be like um, more of like a, a inner peace to be able to even get there. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people who struggle with the long Shabbos them are struggling with the inner peace. So then they're taking away all the distractions. They're taking away all the technology, the TV, and suddenly they're left with themselves. Yeah. And I think that when people are really like, if you're 
randomly struggling with the Shabbos, the Shabbos where your friends aren't home or, you know, you, you know, the kids are being difficult, like that's normal, you know, and that would be a time when you want to take a walk, meet up with a friend, invite a friend, get a book. But when this is like a consistent problem and Shabbos is just something that is dreadful, especially in the summer when it's longer, then that needs more inner work, I think. Mm-hmm. And what could be some of the things though? I know you mentioned like the ability to be alone with yourself. Mm-hmm. What could be some of the things going on in a person if they find themselves really struggling with the long Shabbases? And, you know, I'm asking this for myself also because I don't necessarily know that answer. Right. Yeah. I think there's a lot of things that go on for people. I think it's um, maybe past experiences that weren't pleasant on Shabbos. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's maybe not loving their environment that they're in at that current point so they don't have things that make it exciting to be on Shabbos like if you think about things that are exciting for you on Shabbos it's like a good book I'd love to read a good book um friends I'd love to hang out friends walk because these are things that you love to do you love reading you love people you love walking so if people kind of don't have maybe a big range of interests or experiences and they're used to that in my free time and this kind of goes back to what we talked about about like what is relaxation Mm -hmm. and nothing Right. So sitting on my phone, watching a video, when you don't have that, you're kind of left with more nothing, which can then make you feel really bad. So it's about filling up your time with experiences that you can do on Shabbos. Right. Someone who doesn't like reading, reading a book on Shabbos is not an option. Right. But people can cultivate the experience of liking to read. But you can't start that on a long Shabbos afternoon, picking up a big book. You have to no. start by re- finding what kind of books you like. And I don't know, maybe I'm biased because I love reading. I don't really know if there's a concept that nobody likes reading. It's I think, a- you know, when it comes to reading, like for some people, it's what if they can't do it? Right. right? What if there is dyslexia or what if they don't have the ability Definitely. to pay attention? Yeah. Or what if it's just it's hard for them to read? They might want to do it, but it's not pleasurable because it's right. too much of an effort right. for so them then to for do it. Those kind of people, it might be like comic books or, um, you know, picture books, picture books or like kind of like the Mishpach on Ami, just flipping through recipe books, mm-hmm. magazines, oh, yes. you know, gossip columns, you know, things that are more like quicker and shorter, like, yeah. you know, but you can't, my point is that you can't start in a shop this afternoon and be like, I'm so bored here. Let me pick up a cookbook. It has to be something that you had already cultivated. Right. And I think that that's the question of knowing yourself beforehand of right. knowing like these are the activities that I, that bring me lots of joy right. off of Shabbos and not on Shabbos. But then these are the things that I can do on Shabbos that also brings me joy. And yes, it's going to be different. There's right. going to be different lists. Different. Right. Um, but knowing, knowing beforehand. So that way, when you start to feel that boredom, you can say, Oh, I'm getting that feeling. I'm meeting up with that right. feeling. This doesn't mean it's a horrible feeling. It doesn't mean I'm going to be trapped or stuck or in pain. What it means is that let me think back to what it is that I like doing. Let me think back to what it is that makes me feel right. interested. Right. And that might also, for a lot of people, need time to actually explore like what that actually means. Mm-hmm. And summer is a great time to do that. Yes. <laughs> because there's so much time in the summer and so much time leads to boredom, whether it's on Shabbos or on a Sunday, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and this is time to spend all energy cultivating of what, what do we like doing? Right. Do you like being outdoors? Do you like hanging out with people? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, you know, as as you continue to answer those questions, I think probably it can help more with the boredom. Mm-hmm. And over time, it's going to change. Like what you like doing on Shabbos as a kid is probably going to be different um, as an adult. And right. every single 
year that the summer comes around, I always say like, I don't remember it being this long. And right. I, always, I always say the same, I know. the same does thing. It always like, like, does it always end this late? Like, is it always like so long? Um, and time and time again, I'm shocked. Right. But, but yes, it is, it is long and we need to know what is it that's going to fill our time. You know what else? I don't remember it always being like this. I don't remember the heat exhausting me so much. Is mm-hmm. this, an, and I'm trying so hard to remember, is this a new thing that's happening this summer or is this every summer? Now I know people are saying this is, you know, really bad heat weave, but I think we always have heat waves yeah. and it's always really hot. I am so exhausted by the heat. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like so curious, am I like this every summer or am I just getting older? Yeah, well, it could be both. Right. <laughs> it could be both. But I think but- that people forget that the summer heat exhausts us, which makes us like grumpy and moody and irritable. Mm-hmm. And like you think summer, you think light, you think happy, you think fun. Right. And meanwhile, I'm like, you know, yelling at everybody because I'm just wiped out from the heat. Right. And this is also like, I think our memory works in a certain mm-hmm. way where it picks and chooses what to remember and what not. Right. And, you know, what we were saying earlier about like, I remember the summers to be so sunny and warm. Right. And, and you were saying and I'm the like, rain. It rains all the time. Right. And so like, that's a, a pretty cool, like, you know, what, what's getting cut out and what's really right, sticking what's staying in our memories. In our memories. And, you know, just as a side point, totally not related to Shabbos, like, in therapy or in experiences, like what we remember is not necessarily what happened, but we mm. remember how we felt. Right. And that's what sticks with us is, you know, what were the details? I don't really know, but people will say like, I felt embarrassed right. or I felt amazing. I felt great. Like when we try to unpack like the details, they're not always as relevant because it's the emotional experience right. that sticks. And, you know, with shop is also like what it is that we're doing doesn't necessarily matter, mm-hmm. but is what we're doing leading to boredom? Cause the boredom feeling will stick. Right. Whereas if we do something exciting, connected, um, interactive, relatable, um, new, intriguing, whatever emotional experience we put on it. And, you know, I always think of like the wheel of emotions right. there's like so many different emotions on it um that that's what's going to last with us and that's what we're going to say like shabbos is fun right. or shabbos is exciting or i know certain families like you know they make it like special where they have certain foods or certain like memories connected to that food item or to that smell um or to that specific song that's being sung or to right. that specific item that comes into the house like that connects an emotional experience and an emotional word to it and that's what lasts right. not the actual thing Right. And that doesn't mean that you can't change that, you know, for people who might have a certain response or certain feeling that comes up towards the summer, towards Shabbos, based on past experiences. It doesn't mean that you, it has to stay that way. Right. You know, even now as we're sitting here thinking, like if I would give myself the word Shabbos Mm -hmm. and I would just pause, like, I don't think I've ever done that. We're just saying like, well, what comes up for me? Okay. So let's do that. You know, Shabbos long. (laughs) What's another word? (laughs) Um, Goodness, like I love when this turns into a therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like a self-exploration of like what is and you know also like here I'm like wait come up with something quick and and like maybe like this is a good sign of like pause like give right. myself the minute to think like I'm feeling this pressure of like I have to know it's all fine. the we answers. We can just cut this time out of the podcast. We could, we could cut it out or we can show like this is what happens right. in therapy. Like sometimes like I'll say ask a question like I don't know the answer. Right. It's like you don't have to know the answer. Okay, so um, let's pause. Let, let's pause and think about what. Shabbos like what Shabbos is this is weird but the first association in my mind is like fireplace like that, yeah, Friday night <laughs> so random they have just they have in Costco these logs of um of wood that um you just like 
started and lighted up and you put it by the fireplace and actually I went to somebody once on Friday night and um, after she lit like she went and she sat down by her fireplace and mm-hmm. it was pre-lit from before Shabbos and I was like wow like that's just like such a nice cozy feeling I mm. want to start doing that and so whenever I have time like that's something that we do like it's really we, nice. we set up the fireplace for so Shabbos. So look at like, the memory and the feeling right. that comes up with the word Shabbos. So I think like there's a cozy to that like cozy of like Friday night, you know, some right. just lit candles, you know, you dive in a little bit and, and then you go into, um, into the fireplace. Like for me, like that's just, that that's the cozy feeling. I right. think I have different associations also Friday night and Shabbos day. Interesting. We're like, I think Friday night, it's like Shabbos day, you know, no necessarily like wants to, is not as hungry as Friday night. Right. Like Friday night, it's like, you know, warm challah. Right. Like, yeah. You know, you're so hungry the right whole now. day because you're not really <laughs> eating normally. But then like by the time Friday comes, like it's, it's just, I don't know, it feels vibrant. Like, right. you know, maybe because of the guests, like usually like I would prefer to have guests mm-hmm. at the night, at least when Shabbos is earlier. So it's like vibrant conversations right. or new people. Um, so I think like that newness and so like the cozy from the fireplace, but then like the, the newness, the socialization, right. the conversation, um, the good food that, that that's my Friday nights association. Right. That's nice. And um, Shabbos day though is a little bit different. Right? Mm-hmm. I think like for summers, um, you know, I'm thinking of coming up for Shabbos day. So food, but not with the cozy connotation as Friday night. Because mm-hmm. I guess like it's kind of leftovers by Shabbos day, right? Because you can't right. make fresh food. Um, there's long, there's heat mm-hmm. that's coming out. There's friends, there's socialization. There's kids running around getting really, really dirty. You can't <laughs> clean them. <laughs> Um, you know, so I think it's a mixture of like emotions and a mixture of memories that are coming up, which is, you know, normal Mm -hmm. and relevant. I think there's lots of like, you know, family time. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think, you know, if I was honest to myself also, like there are some times where there's a feeling of trapped. Right. Yeah. Because you can't get in the car. You can't go somewhere. Right. Or let's say I'm reading something and I'm like, oh, I really want to look this up. Right. I can't. Right. Like. You know, so there's like a, there is a limitation, mm-hmm. um, kind of like, oh no, I shouldn't be saying that. Right. Um, but I think that it's a real, it's, real. it's a real yeah. feeling of, well, what, if I want to do something and I can't. Right. Um, I also find it fascinating that there's a lot more associations to Friday night and Shabbos day. I'm just blinking out. Mm. Good. That's interesting. Yeah. Which is also just a question mark of, right. you know, maybe just sitting with that and seeing over time what comes up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as we move on with Shabbos, because I don't think we even realized how much there was to talk yeah. about the the idea of Shabbos. Um, I think, you know, as I got older, I had an Erev, mm. whereas when I was younger, I didn't have an Erev, um, which changed a whole lot. Right. Yes. Um, I can't imagine not living somewhere without an Erev. Yeah. Like, then you're actually stuck in the house if you have, like, young kids. Yeah. And or you want to carry something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially with little kids, yeah. like... You can't in really the summer. Well, I guess guests. that's why everybody in Brooklyn goes up to the cat. Not everyone. A lot, a lot of, the of people. people in Brooklyn will go up to the Catskills in the summer because being home for a long Shabbat in the heat without being able to carry is really difficult. Right. And so if you don't have children who walk, like right. if they're baby, baby stages where they're crawling still, you can't bring them in a carriage. Right. And even if they do walk, what if they walk 10 blocks and then they throw a tantrum? Right. Yeah. Or it's not. <laughs> they, they walk 10 blocks and then, you know, I don't know if you've ever done this where like you have to like 
pass and then you know you you walk a little no, bit more and then you I've pass never done and this. pass i don't I, I can't remember the last time i was in summer without an arab with kids on chavez like that's not something that I'm doing in my life. <laughs> That's not on my agenda plan. Just as a funny story, we I was one time away for one of these long shabbasim. Um, I was staying. It was, it was vacation time. And um, we were in a hotel. And the hotel had water bottles and water with cups mm-hmm. everywhere. And um, so I went. I took some water. And I was drinking it. And you have to stand there. And then I look around and I don't see a garbage. Mm. And there were people who were serving the water. And I didn't want to just put it down right, right next to them right. because that's rude. But I asked him, I said, well, where's the garbage? And they said, over there. And uh. they pointed to like a few feet across. And then I felt like, what am I going to do? Like, on the one hand, I can't leave it. I can't hand it to him because he's not offering to take my right. cup and saying like, sure, I'll throw it out. And you don't ask somebody, can you do right, this for right. me? It's just it would have been rude. And so I'm sitting there brainstorming about what should I do to throw this cup out without looking completely ridiculous. And so what happened was, is that um, I refilled the water up and then I said to my husband, oh, do you want some water? And he said, sure. And he took the cup and then afterwards, uh, I walked. I walked okay. like a few inches, and then I was like, "Oh, can I take your cup? I want some water." And we did that all the way to the garbage, and That's like really funny. we were really laughing about that. And finally, we got to the garbage can and just like threw it. In. And I was like, "I was like, I was so frustrated with this cup." Um, but um, but some of the funny stories that get created because right. of those things um, happen also. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, those are our Shabbos memories. Yeah. Yeah, I think that Shabbos for a lot of people, you know, can be difficult, whether that's like as a, as a baseline or once in a while. Mm-hmm. There are sometimes it's okay. We sit in the discomfort of like, yeah, this is a long Shabbos mm-hmm. and this is difficult. And, you know, I'll take advantage of taking a nap or taking a walk and try to make the best of the day and, you know, move on for tomorrow. But yeah, it's something that comes up, you know, every week in the summer, every year of our lives. Mm-hmm. So it definitely is worth some attention and some, you know, speaking about. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know why this is coming up my mind and we can decide whether to add this or not later, but um, Shabbos, like especially if you're in the dating stage, mm. like Shabbos comes up a lot with, right. um, first of all, Shabbos Kala. Right. Um, you know, sometimes sitting with friends and in the house, like with the parents probably went to the Ofra for they're not around and like what comes up with Shabbos Kala. Also like, walking around on Shabbos of how you look like so if you live in a right. community whether you're in a bungalow colony or a community where the houses are nearby each other you might be looked at as right. your how you're dressed how do you appear like are you fancy enough are you um if you're in that dating stage people might be right. looking at you for shidduchim mm-hmm. um and there's that pressure of did my makeup last from mm-hmm. friday night until now or if you're using Shabbos makeup like did you put it on enough did it is it look nice enough right so there can be like a lot of preoccupation with how do I appear? Um, yeah, I how does my body look? Um, is it pleasing for those that are going to potentially find me um, a match? Yeah, I think especially especially for those dating, you know, because there's a lot of pe- eyes on people, and a, you know, they know that people are looking at them. The whole concept of people looking at them and is very, you know, is very difficult in general, and even more so in the summer. But I think that concept of body image comes up a lot for everybody in the summer. Yes, it really does. Um, the clothing, you know, you, you can't hide under sweaters. There's more revealing clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also find it personally harder to shop in the summer because like in the winter, you can wear any sweater, you yeah. know, like you, but like in the summer, everything gets like short sleeves. So it's, it's actually harder to like find clothing. So I'm always yeah. struggling of like, I have nothing to wear in the summer. Yeah. 
also the summer clothing like are thinner it doesn't last as long right um it, it clings to the body differently than winter right. clothing also like in the winter i mean maybe i'm sometimes guilty of this but you can wear a coat over anything right and you know there's a comfort in that of like if you're wearing boots and tights and, and a skirt and a coat over it like you know you're yeah. you're good to go like and um the coat becomes like your outfit to a certain extent um whereas when you're in the summer like you really have to get more dressed right so there's um, a lot of like body insecurities, body images that tend to come up for people in the summer more than, mm -hmm. let's say, during the rest of the year. Right. And also think about, you know, if you're going to the beach, like right. if you're wearing like um, if you go swimming, whether it's in a private area or in a public area, like if it's in a private area and you have the ability to wear the bathing suit, like, right. that's also going to be like body image, warning triggers yeah. of like, you know, how does my body look? Do I feel comfortable in a bathing suit? Do right. I not? What type of bathing suit? Are people looking at me? Are they not looking at me? Are they commenting on yeah. it? Like that's if, you know. The stories where people are commenting like that can make a person feel extremely, right. extremely um, insecure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes like with body image and bathing suits, it's not necessarily like how it looks. It's more about how you feel in it. Right. How do you feel in the bathing suit? Like, is this something that, especially if you're coming from always being dressed. Right. Um, and then here's the time where when you're going swimming. Right. I also think, and especially in like our community, you'll have... Um, you know, one or two people who want to wear a bathing suit, whether they feel comfortable in it or not, but this is something that they want to do. But then you're always sitting at the pool with some people who are dressed, mm -hmm. right? So that would add on to the insecurity because I might be like, you know what, I'm feeling uncomfortable, but I want to, I want to wear my bathing suit. I want to embrace the fact that I can mm -hmm. feel the sun everywhere right now. I'm having the luxury yes. and I want to work on that insecurity, but the insecurity is only going to get stronger when nobody else is being vulnerable either, being body yes. vulnerable. Yes. So mm -hmm. I might want to be vulnerable and, and face my fears, but if everybody else is going to be dressed in their clothes, then I can't do that comfortably because right. it doesn't feel safe enough to do that. Right. And so, you know, you see a lot of these, like, you know, especially recently, like rash guards mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. became popular, like the swimming shirts, the swimming skirts, swimming dresses. Right. Um, and, you know, if there's men around, it's that's just a given. So that way right. families can go swimming together and friends and people can be over. Um, but when there's all girls, like sometimes everybody is in those you know, right. swimming skirts, swimming shirts. And it could be that becomes the status quo of this right. is what you have to do. Um, and what if one person doesn't want to? Right. Or what if it's more comfortable to swim without that and to swim with a regular bathing suit? Right. Um, you know, I, I remember when I I was younger in camp so at one point like I was a lifeguard and I remember like the dress code was you couldn't just wear the bathing suit like you had to wear like a little skirt over mm, it like those those swim skirts or like swim pants over it right. um and nobody was just wearing a plain a plain bathing suit um instead like it was always the idea of like you have to like cover yourself and I remember like speaking to somebody and saying like why do you wear shorts right. over I, I like, remember why do you wear a skirt? as a child that's like a core memory I remember I was in camp and I remember turning to this girl and I was like why are the, like the older girls, you know, like the, I guess mm -hmm. the sixth graders, the seventh graders, and I was in fourth or fifth grade, I don't remember exactly. I'm like, why are they wearing little pants or little mm -hmm. skirts? Like I didn't understand what the purpose of it was. Right. Yeah. And it also felt like, you know, number one, it's harder to swim in, like, especially right. if it's a floating skirt, like right. it can get in the way, you can't go as fast. Um, I remember speaking to somebody and she said to me like, oh, I have to hide my thunder thighs. Mm. And, um, and that taught me like, oh, like we can't just be in a bathing suit. Like you have to hide imperfections right. or like there's a certain way that you have to look in a bathing suit in order mm -hmm. for it to be swim worthy in camp at least. Right. Um, you know, this is teenage years where our bodies are developing. Yeah. Um, there's also, um, you're going to the pool and you just, what well, you think we're just going swimming, but instead it turns into how do I look? Right. What are people thinking? How do I feel about my body? Mm -hmm. How does my body, is it 
how does it compare to other people? Right. Um, is this acceptable? Is this not acceptable? And it's right. not just when we're teenagers, when we're adults Yeah, it also. still exists right now. Um, and also know. all the signs are pointing to it. I mean, like get into the best summer body, mm-hmm. you know, the gyms, the f- fruit shake places, the clothing, they're all like being like, summer's coming, summer's coming, get ready for it. Right. So there can be this like anxiety of like, oh my goodness, the summer's coming. I need to look a certain way or I don't look that way. So what is that going to mean for me? Right. So this is definitely a lot of like pitfalls for um, triggers or insecurities that come up around our body tend to happen in the summer. Yeah, um, just there's more opportunities for it. Yeah. Um, you know, back to Shabbos, like back to Shabbos, this is something that people have mentioned. Um, I remember sitting with a friend and um, I visited her on Shabbos and right. I said, why don't we go out? Why don't we go on a right. walk? And she says, I don't leave my house on Shabbos. Right. I said, why not? And she goes, because I don't have makeup on. Yeah, and look at all thing. of my acne or pimples right. or, you know, sometimes when acne um, the scarring. Even it clears up, there's the scarring. And um, and she says like, no, Shabbos day, I stay in my house right. because I don't want anybody to see me like this. Right. And this is not a summer thing. I mean, this can be a winter Shabbos. That mm-hmm. can be every single Yontif. Right. And it's much harder though when Shabbos is a huge long day right. where you can't leave the house. Whereas like when it's until five o'clock, okay, until five o'clock right. and then you can put on makeup and go out at night. But that's something that would keep people trapped right. in their houses. And this is connected to the body image and the body insecurities as well. Yes. You know, it's not just Shabbos. It's mm-hmm. about not feeling comfortable to leave without makeup. Right. And then there's also the element of mikvah. Mm. If you go to the mikvah on Shabbos, right. how do you feel about going out the next day if you don't have your nails done or right. if you don't have your makeup on? Is that something that you feel comfortable with? Or do you get Shabbos makeup and, you know, if that's something that you will do, um, how do you manage that also? Right. Um, We spoke about vacations. We spoke about finances. We spoke about competition. Mm. We spoke about body image. We spoke about um, Shabbos and long Shabbases. We spoke about jealousy. Um, We spoke about comparisons. And we spoke about boredom and relaxation, which are, you know, all of them come up in the summer. They each can be their own topics in itself um, because, you know, you can delve deeper always. Um, But who would know that something as summer can be so deep? And that's what I love about our conversations is that it's not just about like, oh, summer's coming. It's that, well, what does summer mean for you? And what does summer mean for me? And what does summer mean for people? And how How can can we get the most out of our summer? How can we get the most out of our summer? And not let these barriers that we talked about get in our way from enjoying summer. I think we we brought light to all the barriers that take place. Mm -hmm. Um, There are things that people know but may not be constantly thinking about right so we kind of brought to light and put up all the issues that people have around that but then it's up to people to not let it get in the way mm-hmm. you know and we might have thrown in some tips here and there but we didn't really discuss that so much right. but we talked about you know i'm repeating myself a little bit because i want to make this thought clearer clearer mm-hmm. but we talked about barriers that get in the way of enjoying our summer and i think it's we have to know the barriers first because then we can know how can we combat that so that way we can thrive in the summer and not sink butt swim right Exactly. And, you know, there's always like, like um, remove the bad and then we can Mm -hmm. do the good. And lots of times, like once you remove that barrier, you then have room to make the decisions. And awareness is always, always key. And so the more you're aware, if you don't recognize that these are little insecurities popping in in the summer, then you might just be acting in certain Mm -hmm. ways based on that insecurity. And you don't even realize there's another option. Once you are aware that, oh, this is stopping me, then you can make another decision. Um, right, exactly. Like if you didn't realize what's stopping you from enjoying the pool is being not comfortable in a bathing suit, then yeah, you might want to wear some, 
you know, a little dress that makes you feel more comfortable, that makes you feel better about yourself. So that way you can enjoy the pool. Exactly. Or you might want to invite people over to the pool that will um, be comfortable bathing suits. That way you can explore what that's like for you to be vulnerable. Exactly. And, you know, as you start thinking about this, you think about, well, growing up, what was it like being Mm -hmm. in a bathing suit? And so it always stems from what are your earlier stories (laughs) about these things? Um, What are our earlier memories and experiences that leave us to have the feelings that come up that you talked about before the feelings Mm -hmm. that come up, even if you don't remember the facts. And then once you kind of get that insight and that awareness and remind yourself where it's coming from, we can also change it by making new experiences and new memories. Yeah. I love that. Just, you know, reinforcing it like of like, it's how we feel rather than what what happened. happened. It's such a crucial, um, you know, and especially as you're going into vacations, what is the experience that you're going to have? Are you buying a item or are you buying an experience? Are you buying a memory? And it's not just doing it. It's doing it in a way that makes it in a fun, exciting, memorable, whichever emotion you want to attach to it, um, because that's going to last. Yeah. So I hope that this podcast gave everybody a certain experience and certain emotions um, that came up for them to help them go out and have the best summer ever. Amen. Amen. <laughs>